Percy, we know cancer is a bad thing, but is it possible that good can still come out of it? Not only is it possible, Wayne, but for those who love God, we have a promise from the scriptures that God will work through it to bring about good in our lives. So on this episode, we're going to talk about ways that God can use cancer to change lives for the better. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd, but our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You're looking good today, Percy. You must be feeling all right. I feel well, my friend, and I'm blessed and highly favored. How about you? Likewise, God is good. All right, let's talk about how cancer can change lives for the better. You feel strongly about this, don't you? I absolutely do in the uh, you know number of years that I've supported cancer patients and now walking that journey as a cancer survivor myself. Uh, I am convinced without a shadow of a doubt that good can uh, come from this and that God can change our lives for the better uh, when we allow him to do just that. And so I think that we need to talk about and unpack how that can be a reality for individuals, because when we hear the word cancer, we clearly think about negative and bad. But at the end of the day, there is positive change that can and in many cases does come from uh, a cancer diagnosis that can make our lives better. Yeah, and I want our listeners to know that whenever we start these programs, we do so with prayer because we understand that people who listen are at all at various stages of their cancer journey or their loved one's cancer journey. And, you know, we want to be sensitive, but at the same time, we need to be positive and understand what God's Word teaches us about this. That's exactly right. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is unique. And just as you stated, uh, at different points and stages. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we want to encourage individuals uh, to believe and consider, again, the uptick of what can potentially happen with regard to a diagnosis and a journey of cancer. And we're here to continue to perpetuate the belief that good things still can uh, manifest itself even in the midst of a cancer diagnosis. We hear that over and over from the guests who join us here. As I often say at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. Now, no guest is going to join us today because you and I need to have this conversation about how cancer can change our life for the better. So we'll we'll talk about that in just a moment. But before we get into the, to the heart of our conversation today, we have a question we'd like to pose. Do you want to pose the question for us? I do. With that being said, the question of the day is, what should people or your church have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? What should people or your church have done differently or better to help you during your cancer journey? And we've asked that question previously, and as promised, we share some of the responses. We have one that we'd like to share right now. Yeah, we do. So here's someone from Indiana that basically gives us a pretty good snapshot of some things to consider. Uh, My first fight with cancer in 2016, I had four surgeries that had me hospitalized for three weeks. Mm. With this going on, my wife was trying to run our business or her business, uh, get me to my appointments, uh, be my caregiver. Not one person from the church offered to mow our yard or to see if she needed any help with meal prep or anything. Oh, that's too bad. 
Yeah. One reason I listen to this podcast every week is to help me restore my faith in people and church. And I think the, the, the takeaway here more than anything else is the fact that there are times that we may think that everything is okay and everybody's needs are all right, but you know, we just kind of take that for granted and right. we shouldn't do that. Right. And so that I think that's really the big message here. So if you are a member of a local church and there's someone in your congregation that's dealing with cancer, uh, you may want to inquire and reach out to see if there is something that you may be able to do to help them with their day-to-day needs. Here's what's happened in my experience. People will often say, well, let me know if I can help with anything. Well, mm. I'm not going to go ask you for that help. I'd much prefer someone just being sensitive and open to what my needs might be and just taking action to meet that need. Well, you know, the point that you raise here, Wayne, that I think is super important is that, you know, some people are simply not comfortable in asking for help. Uh, They may feel, uh, they may be shy. They may even feel a little shame. So again, as members of the body of Christ, we need to be discerning and we need to, in many cases, take that initiative to say, here's something that I'd like to do for you or how we would like to bless you or how we would like to support you. And you would be surprised how many people would greatly appreciate that, but probably would not have reached out to ask for that help or assistance. True. Well, let's learn from each other. And one way we do that is by answering these questions and sharing the responses. And again, the question this week, what should people or your church have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? We'd love to have your response. You can log on to our website to respond. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on connect, and you'll have the opportunity to uh, fill out uh, your response there. What should people or your church have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? Amen. Well, if you've ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions, now you can through Alexa. The Cancer Treatment Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options, 40 different ones. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. So what a great service that is. Thank you for making use of that. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill. And... uh, Before we get into the conversation, Percy, you've put together this resource that we want to encourage our listeners to get, Better Because of Cancer. Absolutely. At the end of the day, is it possible to be better because of cancer? I know it may sound like an oxymoron, but the fact of the matter is, and again, the experience of supporting people over the years uh, strongly tells me that, yes, that is absolutely possible to be better because of cancer. And so with that, this resource is going to kind of unpack how that possibly can be true uh, for individuals as they continue to walk through the journey and the path. So with that being said, take advantage of this resource, download it, feel free to share it with others. And again, it'll be predicated on the conversation uh, of what we have today, that those finer points uh, will be highlighted and emphasized within that resource that you will be able to use utilize at your convenience. It's free. Download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Better because of cancer. Well, let's use your spiritual nugget from God's Word to launch into our conversation today, how cancer can change life for the better. Well, we're going to go to a very familiar passage of Scripture, and that is Romans 8, 28. And so our spiritual nugget for today then tells us this, 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. We're going to use that as a platform and a springboard to kind of have this discussion about how cancer can change your life for the better. Understanding that spiritual principle is going to be imperative with this discussion for today. Well, let's unpack that verse, because some people who heard those words just now are saying, I'm not seeing it yet. I'm just not seeing it. What what encouragement can you give? Well, and again, on, on the surface level, certainly, again, particularly for individuals who may have just uh, begun a cancer journey or who has never entered into a cancer journey, this may sound a bit foreign or strange to your ears at the end of the day. And we certainly want to respect the fact that we understand that. But what this scripture is helping us to understand, particularly within the context of it, it says, and we know that in all things, that's all good things, all bad things. It doesn't delineate what types of things. It says all things Hmm. because God is the God of the universe. God can do anything. God can work with anything and God can work through anything. And so when we understand that potentially, even the negative circumstance of cancer, that's that fits into the all things category. God can work that for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose, that there can be a purpose that can be birthed out of the experience of the all things. And in this particular context, uh, a cancer uh, diagnosis uh, certainly falls within that. And it'll help us to expand our thinking despite what we may see or feel that God is bigger than all of that. Hmm. And he has a plan and a purpose that can work for our good eventually. Yeah, your body may not be better for having cancer, but your life could be. And I, I know as you've counseled people over the years, you've, you've heard this testimony over and over again. Absolutely. And so when we look at this, uh, there are really three kind of key points that I'd like to highlight from from the scripture in that context. Sometimes people feel that God put bad things on them. And we want to clearly say that God does not give cancer. God does not cause sickness and disease. Uh, That is not the God that we serve. God doesn't have sickness and disease to give to anyone. So with that, that's not what we said. That's not what the scripture is saying here. It says that in everything that happens to us, God is working for those who love him and is working to bring good out of all of our circumstances. Your body again, as you stated, may not be better for having cancer, but your life potentially uh, can very well be different. And not only your life, but the lives of others around you. And so we want to keep that in that contextual framework to keep people uh, thinking around the dynamic of what God can do, even with negative circumstances. Yeah. And once again, we understand that we're speaking right now to people who are walking at every different stage of this uh, cancer journey. And and we want to be sensitive to that. We want to be sensitive and we don't want to sound cavalier at all. And I want to be very, very clear about that, that if you are at a point, someone is listening today that you don't feel that, you don't see that, it doesn't make sense to you today, that is very understandable. So again, we want to project the potentiality and the possibility somewhere else down the line that when you are at a different place mentally, emotionally, and and or physically, that then this can be a principle and a dynamic that can kick in and allow you to kind of have a different perspective as you move into a different place of your experience. So thank you for reminding about that, reminding us about that. Okay, well, take us to Jeremiah. 
Well, Jeremiah 29, 13, let's move to our, our second spiritual nugget within the context of this conversation. It says this, and you will seek me and find me, says the Lord, when you search for me with all your heart. And the three principles or kind of dynamics here is that God is always there, number one. God is everywhere and he's ever present. As a matter of fact, he tells us in his word that he's an ever-present help in the time of trouble, and that's good news. He is always wanting to be found. I often tell people uh, when they say, uh, you know, I remember when I found the Lord, and I tell people as if he was ever lost. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you never saw a picture of God on the back of a milk cart and say, have you seen this guy? <laughs> no. God is not missing. He's not lost. He's right where he's always been, right there waiting on us to reach out to him and to lean into him. So again, God is always there. And then sometimes, you know, Wayne, it takes something like cancer to draw us to seek him with all of our heart. What God desires more than anything is to be sought. God wants us to seek him. He wants us uh, to yearn for him. Uh, him. The, the, the scripture says, as the deer panteth for the water, so does my soul long for thee. And so God wants us uh, to yearn for him and to look to him and to reach out to him. And so uh, sometimes negative circumstances, and cancer certainly is in that category, can cause us to then uh, basically reach out and to draw to God and to seek after him with all of our heart. And then the last dynamic within the context of Jeremiah is this, a deeper relationship with God can be found when we pursue God more earnestly. And I think that when we get into the understanding of a pursuit, we are going after God. Negative circumstances and cancer can certainly cause people to basically dig deeper into their relationship uh, of God and then pursue God more earnestly because you are highly motivated uh, under those circumstances and God can be found and God will be available to you under that construct. So be encouraged yeah. around that school of thought. Well, I've lost count, Percy, but over and over again, you bring guests to us and their testimony basically boils down to this. My faith grew stronger because of my cancer. Now that's a win-win, isn't it? It is a win-win. And again, on the front end of hearing that, if you're, you know, if you're not that person, if you haven't walked in those shoes, in some cases that sounds a bit odd. Again, uh, a bit oxymoronic. But it, that is certainly, by and large, the overall testimony of those that we bring to the show uh, who have walked that path that, again, I, my relationship uh, grew better. I, I, I became closer. Uh, I became more intent with my uh, deliberate intentionality of my faith and et cetera. So, again, uh, understand, and it goes back to the overall text, that all things, God can make all things work together for our good. And if nothing else, uh, drawing us closer to God and, and building upon our relationship is a good thing. And that is definitely a win at the end of the day. For yeah. Sure. And with this attitude that can go, uh, you know, I can't definitively say how far, but it can certainly go uh, towards uh, our healing as well to have this positive outlook. Well, what it does, and again, obviously, there's still a lot of talk in the in the marketplace, particularly from a scientific perspective in terms of empirical data to validate and prove that what we know and what we certainly feel confident in is this, that a uh, that type of mental attitude, that type of resolve, that type of resource certainly can buoy 
it can allow people to rise to a level mentally and emotionally that they're responding differently to their challenges, that they're working through hardships, uh, that they're more hopeful at the end of the day. And those are all positives that when one is dealing with and working through the challenge of cancer, that you need all of that working on your behalf to get you just from point A to point B and allow you to continue to hang in there until things can get better. And in many cases, it can. In many Mm -hmm. cases, it will. But we then stand in a place where we declare that it is because of our faith, it is because of our hope, and it is because of that type of disposition that then we fight back. You can't win a battle if you're not engaged in Mm -hmm. the fight. And so with that being said, that's the point of the exercise. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Percy has more to share from God's Word in just a moment. But with locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And let me remind you of our free resource available this week, Better Because of Cancer. Uh, That may seem like an odd way to put it to you, but you'll understand when you download and read this free resource, Better Because of Cancer. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we're talking about the fact that cancer is not good in any sense of the word, but uh, Percy, God can still use it to accomplish good things. That is absolutely correct. And so I've seen that be true for so many. And we want to encourage everyone, despite the fact of dealing with or maybe experiencing uh, a cancer challenge and journey, that potentially good can come out of that and that one's life theoretically can be better as a result of, again, tapping into some spiritual principles. And so let's tap into another one of those spiritual principles. Let's do it. And, uh, And that's found in Mark's gospel, the ninth chapter and verse 23. And this scripture basically tells us that all things are possible to him who believes. And so this is a I, this is one of my favorite scriptures because I often teach that uh, when we look at the scripture and we read it in its context, Wayne, it doesn't say that all things are guaranteed. It says all things are possible. Mm. And let me tell you why I preference this. And before I get into my two specific points that I want to extrapolate from this scripture is that what any individual wants under a set of circumstances of distress, uh, feeling uh, that they need help and are looking for assistance is that they're simply looking for a possibility. And so I say it this way, uh, every cancer patient, when they are initially told that they have cancer, uh, the very next set of questions that will come out of their mouth is, so what are my possibilities Mm -hmm. for survival? What are my possibilities for treatment? And so this scripture really helps us to be hopeful around possibilities. And so uh, all things are possible 
to him who believes. And the uh, first point that I want to extrapolate here is that cancer can, and in many cases, will push us to believe in ways we never did before. It'll stretch and us, quite, yeah. Yeah, because quite frankly, we didn't have to. It wasn't necessary. And so as my mom used to tell me, she said, listen, you'll never understand what you're able to do in, until there is a, de a demand placed upon you mm -hmm. on that potential. Mm -hmm. When a demand is placed upon you to do something that you never had to do before, it's amazing when you then tap into this school of thought what you are possibly able to do. And so with that being said, cancer can push us to believe in ways and for things that we never did or thought possible before, number one. Number two, cancer can cause our lives to expand naturally. I want to say it again. Cancer can cause our lives to expand naturally because it pushes us to expand spiritually. Well said. And, and, and we're talking to a faith-based audience, and we should know and understand that as a spiritual being, one who was spiritually created uh, in the likeness and the image of God, that we live in a natural body. And in many cases, uh, many of us have not really uh, expanded who we are or expanded what we could do in our natural lives. In some cases, we need a push. We need a shove. We need a scenario or a situation that challenges us cancer can cause our lives to expand mm. naturally because it pushes us to expand yeah. spiritually. It can kickstart so us spiritually, can it? Absolutely. And it, and, and it can become very beneficial. And I've heard many cancer patients say, I never thought that I would do this or that. I never thought I would actually be able to say this or that. But my cancer experience uh, forced me, it challenged me, it pushed me in an area in my natural life that I never really thought that I would ever do or could do. And as a result of my spiritual growth, my faith in God, my hope in God, experiencing the goodness of God, it has actually expanded me physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I'm a bigger person. I have expanded my scope and my reach due to the fact that I was challenged and pushed by my negative circumstances. And Percy, as you say these things, you, you say them with such great confidence because of the confidence you have in God's Word. But it's also based on the fact that you've seen this borne out in people's lives. You've, I mean, again, I don't know how many people you've counseled through the years. That is correct. And I think it's very important. You know, there can be an element of a theoretical sense of understanding and believing for certain things. And in many cases, we start out in theory. We start out uh, hypothetically. But when we are able to align and associate uh, real-time scenarios, real-time situations, real-time testimonies of individuals with our theory. Now we have something to really work with and stand upon because we now have some tried and proven principles that are aligned back to the Word of God. And in 25 years, I've seen my fair share of these principles at work and being effective in the lives of individuals. And so I stand upon that from an experiential perspective, mm. for sure. This is such a helpful conversation. All right. I know you have one more scripture passage, and it's 1 Samuel 22, verses 1 through 2. And I hope, by the way, some folks who are listening are able to open your Bibles with us as we talk about these things. Absolutely. And so that particular spiritual nugget tells us this in short. David left there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him. 
and he became their commander. He became their commander. About 400 men were with him. And what this scripture is helping us to understand, we all love to talk about King David and he, you know, he was a great leader and the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart, but we sometimes do not talk about the path or the process that facilitated that great leadership or that great ability uh, uh, out of David. And I think it's important to understand that there are three things that we should understand about this scripture. Number one, it was not until David was running for his life that people gathered around him and he became an unlikely leader. Hmm. And the principle here, Wayne, is this, is that while we're fighting for our lives or running for our lives, we might be very well surprised that people are watching us. Yep. Uh, they're taking notation of how we are handling our circumstances. And in many cases, we become a leader to them. I can't tell you how many people have said that to me over the years, that in watching your life, watching your growth, watching your development. And in many cases, I was just in the shark tank trying not to get eaten and swallowed hmm up, uh, people would say, but I noticed your grace, or I noticed your strength, or I noticed your resolve. Understand today that people very well are watching and looking and taking notes of how you are handling uh, your circumstances that may become a type of leadership for others. Very important school of thought. Yeah, well, let me expand on that for a moment, because I'm thinking of, uh, let's say, a grandparent uh, is, is diagnosed with cancer. The grandkids are looking to that grandparent for how they're going to react to that. That's a that's a teachable moment. It is. It's, it's the same reason why we often talk about, and we've done several shows about uh, talking to pastors who also have had challenges and yes. cancer and their yes. family members and stand before the congregation that every day can't be on the mountaintop, right. that, that the members also need to see their spiritual leader and how he manages or she manages and works through their challenges as well. So again, it's not just theory, but also in, in practice that people get to see that in real time. So it's a very important dynamic that sometimes we lose sight of. Because as the context says here, we're just running for our lives or we're just fighting for our lives, but people are actually watching and paying attention to us. So the second and, point of this uh, passage in 1 Samuel is the fact that it's in the battle that we can emerge as a leader, an unlikely leader. Correct. So in many cases, uh, being tested in the midst of the battle is what produces or facilitates uh, this this emerging of who we really are. Uh, I often say it this way, whatever's on the inside of you uh, then gets squeezed and pushed out of you by your negative circumstances and your challenges. And a battle will certainly do that. And so when we understand while we're fighting our battle uh, that we become an unlikely influencer. And that is all as a result of how we react and how we respond. And people are reacting and responding to that also. And it really does have a very powerful dynamic on the lives of individuals who are looking at us. Yeah, and let's look ahead in the uh, in the scripture here and see what happened after this uh, this cave experience with David and his followers. Well, it's it's very interesting that we should not lose sight of the fact uh, that you know these individuals who who were watching David and following him and they were kind of a a crude group. You know, they weren't very polished or refined per se. Uh, they gathered to David would go on to be known as mighty men of valor under his leadership. And what probably is the greatest legacy or gift that anyone can give to another is that 
in watching you or, or witnessing how you handled your circumstances, your battle, your challenge, it then developed a dynamic of leadership or strength in others that allowed them to become more than they thought that they could be. And as a result of that, they then go forward and to continue to live their lives in a way based upon what they saw happen in your life. And ultimately, that's what God really wants us to do. He wants us to leave a deposit in the earth that cannot be erased. And the only way that we do that is that we leave something for others that they can pick up on and that they can carry and move forward. And in some cases, maybe even uh, further than we ever could in our own strength and in our own might. Yeah. So it's an, a powerful school of thought. Well, this all has been so very helpful, Percy. And I'm going to come back to you for a final thought in a moment. But you know what? Caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address this issue, the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network has been born to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you're a pastor, a leader in your church, we invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information there about ministry training opportunities and an informative monthly email newsletter that I suspect is authored by our own Percy McCray. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. You're okay, correct. <laughs> all right. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. We've been talking about how cancer can change your life for the better. And that may seem odd, but if you've been listening, you understand better now what we're talking about. And Percy, I'm going to come to you for a final thought. Well, I'm going to close with our spiritual nugget that we opened with and, and, and allow the entire bow on this package. Romans 8, 28. And we know, and we know there's something that we need to know that in all things, not just some things, not a few things, all things God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Remember and be reminded, cancer may try to change your life for the worse, but God can turn it around and change your life for the better. And today we want you to be greatly encouraged around that principle. Amen. Two things in closing today. Would you answer our question, what should people or your church have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? You can answer that question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and follow the instructions there to answer. What should people have done to better help you during your cancer journey. And then the second thing is make sure while you're at the website to download our free resource, Better Because of Cancer. Uh, a lot of that is what we talked about here today, and I think you'll benefit from downloading this free resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, I'm gonna let you off the hook after some great teaching here today, Percy. Thank you, brother. Hey, thank you. Remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. God bless you, folks. We will do that. And thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. 
while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.